Welcome to Cafe Radio, a collaboration between the Office of Cable Television, Film, Music, and Entertainment, the Congressional Award Foundation, and Elliott Hine Middle School in Washington, D.C. This podcast, featuring eighth grade students from Elliott Hine Middle School Media Program, is intended to help guide D.C. students through the opportunities the Congressional Award Program offers and provide information on how to explore the Congressional Award Program's pathways to career goals. And now, here's your host, Dr. Martez Hammonds. Hello and welcome to Cafe Radio. I am Dr. Martez Hammonds, Chief Diversity Officer at Purdue University Fort Wayne and a Congressional Award Advisor. And I'm also one of your co-hosts for today. And we're also your co-hosts. I'm Lyra Pinchotti. And I'm Ailey Johnson. We're students at Elliott Hine Middle School in Washington, D.C. You know what? I am really excited about our guest today. He's done everything from cleaning up trash at the national parks to organizing volunteers to combat hunger. He's participated in various community service projects, earning both his Congressional Award and the President's Volunteer Service Award. Did I tell you all that he's an AmeriCorps alum? And in his role as a journalist and reporter with Fox News, Joshua Nelson's passion is learning about his community's issues and sharing those stories with a television audience. Hailing from the east side of Detroit, Michigan, Joshua is a proud alumnus of Syracuse University, the National Journalism Center, and the Heritage Foundation's Young Leaders Program. And knowing all of that, today we're talking about the power of the pen. Mr. Nelson, thank you for joining us today. How was your day today? Thank you. Uh, uh, thank you for having me. Good. It was good. It's nice out in Michigan. <laughs> oh, and nice weather out in Michigan. All right. Yeah. As a reporter for Fox News, what values in journalism did you learn from the National Journalism Center? Well, my interest was in education policy. I started my school newspaper and was an opinion columnist, and I developed uh, you know, I did a lot of research on education policy, and there was a Syracuse mayoral race going on at the time. And among all of the candidates, no one at the newspaper was writing about uh, one particular candidate who had a interesting ed policy platform. Her name was Laura Levine. And I had wrote an opinion column about her, just talking about her, you know, general ideas about charter schools and you know, how, how they would help the Syracuse community. And after that, she had reached out to me and said, hey, you know, I like the article you wrote. No one at the school was giving me coverage. So I appreciate what you were doing. Then I was able to set up an interview with her. And then it pretty much took off from there. I knew exactly why I wanted to do journalism. Like I had a very niche story, like a niche beat, a niche fashion. A lot of people, they can get into journalism. And, you know, it can be really broad, especially if you say you want to get in a politics and it's like okay well what kind of politics so that really helped me like advance into the career I have now because I was always the go-to guy for covering school related stories and uh education related stories and uh National Journalism Center they pretty much they took that and they improved on it and helped me hone my skills and my interviewing skills and, and what exactly I was interested in covering. Talk to us about how you earned the Congressional Award. After Tallahassee Community College, I uh, took a gap year and um, I got rejected by three film schools because I wanted to do film. I wanted to, I still want to make films, but at the time, 
once I got rejected by those film schools, I was like, okay, well, I've got to figure out what I'm going to do in that gap year. And then looked up, but someone was telling me about AmeriCorps. Then I looked into AmeriCorps. I was like, oh, this sounds awesome. You get to travel, do community service, make friends. And um, I didn't even know that they were offering the congressional award. But during AmeriCorps, I pretty much like took advantage of that opportunity as, as best as I could. And, uh, you know, I, I was hopping on everyone's service projects and, you know, because we had, there was a required minimum we had to fulfill, but there was also, you know, just service projects we could pick up. And then at the end of it, um, I got the congressional award for uh, doing those community service hours and uh, completing AmeriCorps. Absolutely. And Mr. Nelson, I have been with the congressional award for about 15 years now. And in my 15 years, I know that AmeriCorps is a programming partner for the Congressional Award. And so we are so excited that you had the opportunity as a AmeriCorps uh, member to also earn your Congressional Award. And many students come through the program from one of our partnering programs, right? Uh, just as you did. So tell us a little bit about the decision that you made. I know you told us a little bit about, hey, you were rejected to certain schools that you wanted to go to, film schools, uh, after your community college. Tell us about the decision you made to go into the courts, um, but also the impact, like the direct impact that it has had, even up to right now, in what you're doing in journalism. I looked, I joined AmeriCorps for the adventure aspect of it. Like, it was something to do. Um, you know, I'm young, I'm still figuring everything out, you know, I'm into film. And then and when I got there, you know, just a lot of doors were opening and I realized a lot of talents I had and then passion because there was so much you could do. So in AmeriCorps, you have uh, three units and within those three units, you have five teams within those five teams. You have like six to ten people. Each of those people have a role to fill. Whereas it could be, you can be the vehicle inspection person. We have to drive a van to get to and, and back to work. You could be a service learning initiator, which is what I was. And that's basically, you know, facilitating conversations on why community service is valuable. And you can also be, uh, uh, they call it recruiters. So you go out to colleges and high schools and say, hey, AmeriCorps is awesome. So as a, I did both actually. I did recruiter. I did SLI. Oh, and I also did media because I was into video at the time. So I, you know, I was doing a lot of videos for AmeriCorps and, you know, a lot of slideshows. And um, so, yeah, so once I did a service learning initiator, that like it forced me to essentially to think why I'm doing what I'm doing. And, you know, I had to be prepared to lead these discussions with younger dogs, you know, just eight to ten of us, sometimes even more, because we were picking up volunteers from just people in the city. So let's say we're going to go clean up trash at uh, a state park somewhere in D.C. suburb, you know, we would put out an email and reach out to volunteers to come. And afterwards, I'd have to be the one to have those conversations and say, okay, guys, this is, you know, custom of what we do um, in AmeriCorps. Let's, let's talk about what exactly, uh, why exactly we're doing what we're doing. And, you know, and it, and it really got me to think, like, because uh, I have a lot of personal experiences, too, in Detroit and uh, going to, my mom kept me out of the public school system. Um, I did go to one, but uh, I got into an altercation with another student and then she took me out. So she's like, oh, I'm not going to put you in that school. So she put me in basically a son of charter school. I, I think I went to about good six to five. So there's a lot of charter schools in Detroit. So I went to the uh, you know charter schools and, and then that got me to think as an SLI just exactly 
why cities are the way they are, why they require service, what I can do as an impact. And I did a, a VISTA, AmeriCorps VISTA as well. And I was, as a, a volunteer coordinator, I worked with AVID. I don't know if y'all familiar, AVID is Advancement Via Individual Determination. So it basically helped students of color maximize their potential. So I did that. So I was involved in the S system as a AmeriCorps VISTA. So that really got me thinking about, you know, just the communities, what, what problems communities have, and, and essentially telling its story. So that was the bridge. And as, even at the time in the miracle, I didn't even know I wanted to do journalism. I, I was always film. I want to do film. I want to do film, 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 film. And then, you know, just taking those experiences from the Syracuse, um, that's when uh, I started on the school newspaper. All of that transferred over. And I was like, oh, okay. I think I can be good for the school newspaper. And then I didn't even think they'd accept me in the newspaper because I mean I never had any journalism experience. I didn't have uh, like a journalism major because most all of them were like journalism majors, and I was the only non-journalism major. I was political science though, so that may have helped. May have helped, but um. So, Mr. Nelson, you have given us a lot to chew on, and we want to thank you for uh, you connecting the dots from ed policy, community college, film school, and all that you have done. Truly, as we said in, in our opening introduction, wow, you have done a lot. So, I know that Lyra had a question that she's just want to ask. Go ahead, Lyra. Yeah, well, in AmeriCorps, was there a specific community service project that made an impression on you? During my time at AmeriCorps Vista, I uh, helped the students part of the AVID program, and I was a video mentor, a volunteer coordinator, and I paired them with tutors. And also just like general support, it's always meaningful to have an impact on kids. So did a little research, and I understand that you have just directed and produced a film called Run, Girl, Run. So that's incredibly exciting. I know you're talking about film school and, and it seems like delay is not denial uh, when it comes to you and doing film work. Can you tell us more about that? And is this a passion project of yours? Yeah, it was a passion project. I think the hardest part was getting the funding because you know, not everybody <laughs> wants to invest, even family want to invest in your movies because they cost a lot of money to make. And um, it was like my first big project with a crew and... I had like 10 to 15 people on set. So it was all self-funded. I saved up for that. Can you please explain to our listeners the process of making a film? Sure. So I say, honestly, first you need the funding. That I wouldn't even, I mean, I guess you can take it seriously without it. I did. So I say the process that I took was trying to get the funding. Then I did a crowdfund campaign on Indiegogo, and I basically, I uh, have proof of concept footage, and I showed people, okay, this is what the project is going to look like. You should invest in it because it has potential. And, you know, it's kind of hard to get people to invest in something that they won't get a profit on or any type of return on. So I did raise 10% of my goal, and I used that towards what I had saved up, and I reached out to a unit production manager, and they basically make sure that the project in pre-production phase flows very smoothly, and they help you find talent, actors, and makeup artists, graphic designers, cameraman. So he helped me bring all that together. And then once the pre-production phase is over, you have the production phase. And then in production, you're shooting the movie. And that's just the process of communicating with actors and director and everyone 
pitching me ideas and I'm telling, showing, trying to explain them my vision. Then you have post-production phase, and that's taking all that you shot in production phase and you're slicing and dicing it up. And, and then now I'm in the film festival circuit. As a reporter, why is it important to separate personal emotions from facts when you are covering the story? Oh, that's a good question. You know, I think the standard should be what happened, what is the pattern of the fact that occurred, and to just you should just follow that as it is. There should be no manipulation, no inserting of an agenda. And why I was drawn in journalism actually was because I felt like there was stories that weren't being told. And for instance, Laura Levine, she was not giving any coverage because she had an argument that didn't really appeal to mass media. So I'm like, you know what, I like her ideas and I, I think people need to hear this and no one's covering her. So she was someone's story I wanted to tell. And then you have, like, when I was at the Daily Signal, just a lot of press wasn't focusing on the challenges that charter schools were going through to get funding from local and state governments, as well as give, you know, there was a push to school vouchers so that kids with disabilities or, you know, parents who didn't want their kids in the public school system, it was difficult for them to uh, get the flexibility that they needed through vouchers to pick the school that they wanted. So that wasn't getting coverage as well. So I think, you know, people will have their drive. You have like advocacy journalism, you have creative journalism, you have documentaries. There's so many ways you can approach it. But I would say, honestly, follow the facts as they are. Don't take quotes out of context. And really just be honest with someone's story as they're telling you. Absolutely. So as you know, the Congressional Award, as a matter of fact, (laughs) is a mentor-based program. Our mentors are called advisors, like myself, right? I personally have advised several students through the program, and they have, like you, have reached uh, and earned the Congressional Gold Medal. So Joshua, can you think of any particular mentor or mentors in your life that has changed you for the better? was a mentor that really impacted me because I have so many so it's like whoever I say they're going to be like people that I forget they're probably going to reach out like, hey, why don't you say? but um <laughs> we, we always say charge it to the head not the heart so you can just pick one of them and and again I know they know <laughs> okay I would say my teacher in high school her name was Danielle Philippiak and she, uh, well, she and I, we disagree on a lot of things now, but at the time in high school, you know, I really wasn't doing really good in high school. I didn't want to go to college. And I had a bad attitude just for education and learning, you know, and then she was able to instill that work ethic in me. She, she basically taught me why it was sensitive for me to complete tasks and just like basic skills that you need to thrive, especially in a team environment. And I'll say her, my high school teacher, because I can't just ignore how I even got here. Like, and I think that was the, the catalyst to where I am now with that, my teacher meeting her. So high school teacher, Danielle Philippia. She's a teacher at uh, the University of Connecticut. She's got her doctorate at Columbia, and now she's a teacher at the University of Connecticut now. 
both Ailey and Lyra, you heard that, right? That high school is important. So, so, and your teachers are important. So keep that in mind as, uh, as you continue to uh, matriculate through education. All right. <laughs> Mr. Nelson, what would you say to a classroom of students who are contemplating registering for the congressional award program? I would tell them to really think about the opportunities that open from doing community service. Because, like I said, starting AmeriCorps, I didn't even, like, I, I knew I wanted to do community service, but it, I, it, it's not like I joined because that was the main thing I was thinking about. But once I got there, I realized, like, oh, wow, like, I'm learning a lot of skills, and I'm developing relationships, I'm networking, learning about community issues. So I would say, like, think about the opportunities that can open up when you go out and do these service projects. And there's a lot of benefits in doing that and leadership skills and public speaking skills. And it may seem very almost like far away. I used to think like, oh, like I can never do public speaking. Or, oh, I can never lead a service project. But once you get there and once you do it, it's going to really help you for corporate America, I think. And, or even starting your own business because everything transfers over. Like any, all experience is good experience. And community service actually is a easy way to be able to develop good life skills and uh, create meaningful relationships. What's the most valuable lesson you learned within the Congressional Awards Program? I learned that you have to not be afraid to take risks because I was put in a position where, you know, I wanted to lead a service project and I was afraid that I couldn't do it. And it was actually with, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the D.C. Kitchen, D.C. Central Kitchen. Mm -hmm. uh, they're a pretty big community service platform, but that was my first service project that I organized. And, you know, and that's what I learned. Just not be afraid to just put yourself out there and, and take risks and just go for it. If something's on your heart, just go after it and go do it. Wow. Mr. Nelson, you have brought to us so many gems talking about the benefits of the Congressional Award. And uh, I can attest that some of those benefits that you're talking about absolutely apply to, I'm going to say, almost every one of our young people that go through the Congressional Award, such as those life skills, not being afraid to take risks, as well as honoring your mentor. And you said something about mentorship and, and with this being a mentor-based program. Students, do y'all know what a mentor is? I guess I should have asked that question. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Well, what what do y'all what would you say a mentor is? Someone that does what? Someone who sets a good example for you. Yeah, absolutely. Someone who sets a good example for you, someone who models expectations, but also help you out in difficult times, help you out in good times, and really be that advisor for you. And so as you all are thinking about joining, right, becoming members of the Congressional Award and earning your Congressional Award, you will have an advisor that helps to advise you along the way. And that person will be there. And sometimes you have multiple people that will be there for you all the way from your bronze, silver, and gold certificate to your bronze, silver, and gold medal. So with that said, Mr. Nelson, we know you are a busy man. Thank you very much for being our guest on our show today, sir. Oh, thank you for having me. This was fun. I'm Lyra Pinchotti. I'm Amy Johnson. And most definitely, I'm Dr. Martez Hammonds. You all have a great day. 
You've been listening to Cafe Radio, hosted by Dr. Martez Hammonds, Chief Diversity Officer at Purdue University in Fort Wayne, Indiana. The Radio Cafe podcast is a collaboration between the Office of Cable Television, Film, Music, and Entertainment, the Congressional Award Foundation, and students from the Elliott Hine Middle School Media Program, facilitated by Mandrell Burks. For more information about the Congressional Award Foundation, visit congressionalaward.org.